Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. Let's rank the playoff quarterbacks. Mm. All right. Shall we? This group will compile right. a list. This no, is and the, only, but the only reason I didn't go Jalen Hurts is because the shoulder, he's not 100%. But look, this is the list. We're compiling a list. Everybody's vote counts. counts? You know I'm just what? saying. I'm just, you I'm can't just do saying. anything with you people. What? You, what do you people. Mean, you people. What are you yeah, saying? What you, are you, you two. What are you talking about? You two. All right, we're up to number four. Okay. You. All right, number four is who? It's Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> That was earlier today. You never know what you're missing out on. That was supposed to be a fun right. uh, list that we were going to go well, through. It started with Scribble going, all right, I want everybody's input. You too, Chris. But first, Chris, shut up. And then he started asking That's us. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> Ask us to rank quarterbacks one through eight that are still alive in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and then you guys couldn't do a simple exercise. A simple exercise you couldn't you I want to do, do a simple exercise. <laughs> Bo, I needed parameters. Right. That's all I was saying. I mean, saying. was it based on the body of work or how they're playing right now? It was I mean, based the on the season? guy you would want first. And if you got if you had eight guys, okay. who would you go with first? Who would you go with second? So, okay. And you guys could not and simply it was Mah- it was, do that. It was chalk. It was Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen. Well, and you Dad. guys made me go chalk. I didn't want to go chalk. Well, no, it was a vo- we compiled a vote. But you know what happened once we got past four? We couldn't. There was no consensus because everyone said <laughs> right. something different. That's true. <laughs> Turned into a blank show. Doesn't that, you usually ha- doesn't that usually happen? <laughs> I was confused by your tactics. But, yeah, I mean, because you can make the argument that Dak Prescott is coming off the best game of his professional career. Daniel Jones is coming off the best game of his Giants career. Right? But but do you trust him now? As the, this is my, it's Mike Tyson punch out. Okay, you guys both beat Glass Joe. Yeah, Although the Bucks defense was better. But, better, yes, it was. But the Giants beat a, a toothless Vikings defense. But now you're going up against Bald Bull, right? Or whoever was on next in Mike Tyson's punch. I, I just, I, yeah, I want to give credit for guys in the moment. That's all I was saying. And when you said, who would I pick right now, based on what I just saw, I'm going to go off of the momentum of that. Um, I don't know how good Jalen's is going to be. Do you trust Jalen's going to be the guy we saw? Let's just go back five weeks ago when he was just crushing the league and pretty much right. doing whatever he wanted to do. I don't know. So, because how much is he going to have to favor the shoulder? Because what they do in Sirianni's offense is a lot of designed runs. It's just designed runs from her to use his mobility. So that's going to be very interesting. I think. I think Daniel Jones comes back to earth against that really good Eagles defense. All right, Mike. What's we gotta, the damn question? <laughs> we got to mention this. Uh, and if you're just joining us, it's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Carlos Boganegra, Atlanta United. They have moved on from Joseph Martinez. If you're an Atlanta United fan, he has now been traded to Miami. The quote from Carlos Boganegra today, technical director, was, it's not a place we would have preferred to send him in conference rival and ambitious club. Um, Mike mentioned this. The quote is, we could have been nasty, but Joseph means a lot to the club. Is he insinuating they could have sent him somewhere crazy? See, that's where I just felt Carlos kind of overstepped because he's a designated player, guys. That's a big money contract, $3 million and change. 
and Joseph had a no trade clause where he had to have say on where he would go. So they, if they there was really they were behind a rock and hard place. Their only other option, Carl, is to keep him on the roster with all that money and he'd not play because him and Pineda hate each other. So they find a willing partner. They and now maybe as uh, Chris, I, it was Doug Roberson and the AJC said perhaps you know Arthur Blank and Steve Cannon said all right just pay him. And we'll get the balance from Miami and yeah. we'll move on. And that's what he did. And a lot of uh, fans are upset because Joseph was iconic here. Divorces never end well, guys. Uh, you root for Joseph in Miami. He's not been the same guy since the knee injury. And the team hasn't been the same since we lost Darlington Nagby. And you can take it all the way back to Miggy, but you and I, brother, we could have had two championships back to back. I know. 19 was the year that got away. I wish Joseph nothing but the best. Uh, guy said, you know, he felt bad about this. This was the time they were going to do it. And uh, with the turnover in the front office, it's just kind of what it is, guys. But Joseph Martinez will be with Miami. All right, let's talk about the dogs because today's been interesting. Um, There have been a a lot of reports and news about guys going in the portal. And we're talking about very good players. These aren't guys that, you know, you may not know on the roster right now. These are guys that were maybe expected to come back and help them potentially three-peat. So we talked to our guy, Connor Riley, about this. And I asked him, tell us about the news of the guys who are heading into the portal. Yeah, so the big news today is that A.D. Mitchell officially enters the transfer portal. It is not exactly shocking news. If you followed this, uh, there was chatter about him potentially entering the portal and going to Texas all the way back to December. Uh, I think the way things played out with Mitchell and his ankle injury were, quite frankly, a little weird this season where he misses nine games for an injury that uh, members on the Georgia staff did not think was all that serious or innocuous. And he, you know, for the second straight year, you've got a, a talented wide receiver, a guy who was a proven contributor at Georgia uh, in the wide receiver room looking to play elsewhere. And as I think we saw play out this season, Georgia still has enough wide receiver talent in this room to, to where it's going to be okay. They got really big news last night when Lad McConkey announced that he'd be coming back for another season for this team. Uh, they go out, they bring in two transfer wide receivers already and Dominic Lovett from Missouri and Ra Ra Thomas. I know they really like the three freshman wide receivers they brought in in this past signing class as well. But A.D. Mitchell, a guy who made two of the biggest touchdown catches in Georgia program history, the obviously the go-ahead touchdown against Alabama in the national championship game in the 2021 season. And then just a few weeks ago against Ohio State, the game winner in that game there as well, a, a clutch player, uh, who is going to look to play elsewhere to finish out his college career. Now, not to turn this into something like, well, why didn't he stick around? But, I mean, does you, do you feel he wants to get better stats elsewhere? Because, I mean, yeah. talk about the kids coming. Because I thought they had some big-time recruits coming in at wide receiver. Yeah, so uh, with, with AD, my understanding is that this is a, an NIL slash stats-based decision. Okay. I, I know there's been some talk out there that, he has a son in Texas that he'd like to be closer to. My understanding is that it's more the you know NIL deal wants to produce bigger numbers as he tries to make a case for himself as an NFL wide receiver. As far as the guys are bringing in, Dominic Lovett had a really successful game against Georgia when those two teams in, when Georgia and Missouri played this season, six catches for 84 yards in that game. Uh, you know, and Ra Ra Thomas led Mississippi State in receiving there as well. There's two guys that have played at an SEC level so far, uh, you know, I don't necessarily expect both of them to quote-unquote pop and be you know, real impact players for Georgia, but the hope is that one of them can be. And when you factor in that you bring back Glad McConkie, you hope to get a full offseason of Arian Smith who showed what he can do in the game against Ohio State. Marcus Rosemary Jackson is another strong player. And then they bring in three freshman wide receivers and Tyler Williams, Azid Haynes, and Anthony Evans, there's still a lot of talent in this wide receiver room. And, yes, you do lose a really proven playmaker guy who made big plays in big games. 
in A.D. Mitchell, but I've said all that. I've talked all about the offensive wide receiver room and the production they bring back and why there's still reason to be bullish about it. I know, yeah, Brock Bowers, who might well be the best player in college football, is also coming back next season as well. So it sounds bad, but you're saying it's not really that bad is what you're saying. Yeah, they're already used to life without A.D. Mitchell. They okay. played nine right. games without him this season. It's not, it's not – it's not – from where I stand right now, it's not the same level of loss that, say, Jermaine Burton was from last season. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it is our guy, Connor Riley from Dog Nation, guys, as we talk about the dogs. I want to ask you about the personality of Stetson Bennett. And, uh, you know, there's uh, stuff out there about the parade and how engaged he was or whether he wasn't. He put out a big post last night talking about this. And I'm just curious, from your experience and what you have been around him, we don't know him. I don't think most fans know him outside of just seeing him on Saturday and, you know, what we've seen in, in interviews. But what kind of personality is he? Because some people thought, what you know, putting out a post like that was somewhat petty. Other people said, fine, I wanted to hear what the explanation was, and I'm glad he explained it and what was going on. What did you make of it? Yeah, first of all, Mr. Medium Rare is just one of the all-time great great lines that I've heard. I, I, I got a good chuckle out of that. Uh, look, Stetson Bennett's a guy who's had a massive chip on his shoulder the entire time he's been at the University of Georgia. He has been told everything that he can't do won't be who he can't become, what he can't do. And you saw, I think, a little bit of that personality come out online the other night. And, you know, I'd point out here as well, you know, Stake made those comments two days after he had just seen one of his teammates in a very other important member of the Georgia football program pass away and look he's probably heard a lot and that had probably finally been a, a boiling point there for him I'd point out as well like Kirby Smart was on his cell phone at a press conference the day before the national championship game and Kirby Smart was on his phone at the national championship parade there as well I, I, I personally don't get so hand-wrung over this this idea that these guys have to be fully locked in for this entire celebration parade, uh, you know, I, that, that thing on Saturday, I don't necessarily know that that is for the players and, and, and whatnot. And so I, I don't have a problem with the way Stetson was acting. Uh, you know, there are guys on that Georgia team that weren't even there. Like it's not important to me, or I don't think it should be important to anyone, you know, how Stetson chose to conduct himself in that moment. I, you know, from my dealings with Stetson, you know, again, this is a guy that has had a major chip on his shoulder, and he's been told that you can't do things. And I think so often we lose sight of the fact that, yes, we, the way we talk and discuss about these athletes, these guys are still human beings. And I think, you know, if, if someone is talking about Mike or someone is talking about you, call the way people have talked about Stetson Bennett, odds are, yeah, you probably have a big chip on your shoulder and speak in the way in which Stetson came out and did so, both at the parade on Saturday and then again in the social media post. If anything, I quite frankly think Stetson handled it better than I personally would have if I'd been in his shoes there. So I, I, I get why people may not love it, but like this is just who Stetson Bennett is. And, you know, if you're shocked by this, I don't know, maybe you haven't really been paying attention to who he is or been reading up on, right. on what he's been through and sort of how he feels about all right. this. I said that to Carl earlier. If he can kind of take some of this and that's going to be the fuel – Hopefully less Baker Mayfield, less Johnny football, but he can use that as a driving force. I mean, look, Joe Theismann was told he couldn't play. He had to go to Canada. You know, and, and, that, and there's a dude that is small of stature and won a Super Bowl. So there's lots of ways to get there. And by the way, Cha-Cha, Carl, I know what it's like to be not distracted. <laughs> anyway, Connor, Connor Riley's with us here. Kate Connor Riley from Dog Nation on the WaitFor.com hotline. I've always been totally focused on the matter at hand. So big picture, 
the offensive line. Now, this is the last minute. We're coming up in the last few minutes of the transfer portal and all that. What is the offensive line going to look like? Because if it's Carson Beck or Vandergrift, I think that's the – you would argue that's probably the biggest key. What kind of – how are we going to – how is Georgia going to say maintain that consistency at O-line? All right, we already know they're losing Warren McLennan and Broderick Jones to the NFL draft. Uh, we're still waiting on a decision from Cedric Von Prawn in terms of what he's going to do. And, and I that's think, big, right? I, yeah, I, I, I actually think he's a tougher player to replace than it is in – and Broderick Jones is going to be a first-round pick at left tackle, and, and Warren McClendon, who is a who started 37 games in his Georgia career, I, I think there's not a natural replacement. Certainly, one of his caliber on this Georgia roster in terms of what he is going to bring in. And you know, again, uh, Cedric lost a teammate on Sunday, and a guy he was very close with in Devin Wook, uh, who came in same recruiting class in 2020. And, you know, we'll get that decision when we get it. I know the NFL is going to send their full list of early entrants uh, out on Friday, so we may have a better idea then. But Cedric has not publicly announced anything at this point. And personally speaking, I'm 100% okay with that. Uh, You know, his mind so clearly belongs elsewhere right now that, you know, this idea of what he's going to do from an NFL decision standpoint just seems so small. But this offensive line, I think, is going to look very different next year. And it'll be interesting to see how it sort of adjusts. And as as you point out there, Mike, you know, I think one of the more underlying reasons Georgia went with Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels in 2021 was Stetson's mobility was able to cover up some of the holes that offensive line had. Now, obviously, this year's offensive line didn't have any sorts of those issues there. But when you have to replace, you know, Cedric Van Pran, potentially, who's a two-year starter, Broderick Jones, who's a major player for you, Warren McLennan, multi-year starter. There's going to be some level of drop-off there, and one of the ways to potentially cover it up, maybe you do go with a more athletic quarterback in Brock Vandegrift or Gunnar Stockton if you don't feel that Carson Beck can stand back there in the pocket and cleanly deliver the ball out. So I think the offensive line going forward, regardless of what Cedric Van Pran does, I think is one of the more interesting storylines to follow with this team and how it develops over the course of the offseason. That is Connor Riley, guys, from Dog Nation. Lots going on with the dogs. We just celebrated another chip. But guys are moving on, Mike. And uh, the way Connor explained it, listen, it, it you wish those guys the best, but they're going to be okay in that receiving. Yeah, room. I mean, as you mentioned, we talked about earlier, AD, you're missing him so often this year, for instance. But yeah, with uh, the guys you mentioned, Dominic Lovett from Mizzou and Ra Ra Thomas from Miss State, you got guys with SEC experience coming in. The thing with Mitchell is he made the big play against Alabama in the championship game last year. Right. And he made a big oh, catch this big year. Moments, you're right. That's the thing you remember about A.D. Mitchell. All right, guys, coming up, Hawks taking on the Mavericks tonight. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. You'll hear from Trey Young next. I don't know who you think the better player is. I'm going to ride with our guy. I don't care about what's been going on and all the turmoil. I'm talking about Trey Young taking on Luka tonight. They're not going to guard each other one-on-one. But they are the two stars that are being promoted when it talks uh, when you talk about this game tonight, right. Mike. Our coverage, by the way, seven o'clock pregame. Mike Conte have the pre-hatch and post for you, and the the tip is at seven thirty. Who's better right now? Their careers are kind of on the same plane. When you say as far as scoring prowess, mm. accomplishments at this point. Now again, Luke has been first team All NBA. Yeah. You know, you got to give him credit there. Uh, Trey, I think, was third team last year. Point is, though, at the end of the day, I think both teams got what they were hoping to get. The Mavs got a star to replace Dirk, and the Hawks got a star that we didn't have because we were looking for one. Right. I know that Travis Schlenk always rejected the idea that we were going to be an East Coast version of Golden State, but we were going to be an East Coast version of Golden State. We needed a guy who was going to be our Steph Curry. 
And that's what we thought we were getting. And he has been that guy. And he's he's doing well now. The last, as I mentioned, last seven games or so, everything's starting to come back together. It's just, I guess I come back to it, Carl. Luca's doing some really amazing stuff on a nearly nightly basis. He's averaging 10 more points than Trey. If you want to get in direct comparisons, just basically averaging just under a triple-double because he's got nine boards and he's averaging 8.9 assists. Trey is a double-double with the assists and the, and the points. Trey is 11th right now behind John Morant. But last year they were 5th and 6th in, in scoring, in case you're looking for comparatives. But Trey just set the bar so high in the 21 run through the playoffs, we just kind of expected more of that. Maybe now he and DeJounte will get on the same page. You think Nate's kind of going to get things cooking? See, just when I start to believe in things, Nate has a kind of meltdown when we nearly lost to the Heat, where we become isolation ball. Yeah. I hope I don't see that tonight. Well, no, I, I, don't, I hope not either. And, and tonight, the fact that you have a full roster. right? Not ready to go. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> a full complimentary of your guys, a full compliment of your right. guys. Mike, things should go our way tonight. I'm not telling you we're going to blow them out. Don't misread me here. But we haven't had Capella consistently, right? You haven't been able to do or have these defensive rotations you've wanted to work through because you haven't had guys available. A.J. Griffin shooting the ball well. I mean, all of a sudden the other night, whether we you know came close to blowing it or not, D.J. and Trey played well together on MLK Day. These things are building blocks. And, Mike, we won three in a row. So, I'm hoping we play better tonight. If we win this four, if we win this one and make it four in a row, it's going to give me a lot more confidence heading into the Nick game on Friday. The Knicks come in here on Friday night, and then you play the Hornets. It's back to back on Saturday, but they're both home mm. games. This, you could look at a, a nice six or seven game run here, Mike, and all of a sudden now the Eastern Conference and our standing, all right, looks right. completely different than it did two weeks ago when everything seemed like it was falling apart. Yeah, so we make a run. You know, come out to the coast and have a few laughs. laughs yeah, so yeah. West Coast swing. Yeah, I mean, for 500 on that one, playing the Mavericks. So, because uh, we'll, you'll have the ability to watch it on Bally, but it is an ESPN game nationally. It is. And so there'll be extra juice on that. We're only a two-point dog. Excuse <clears throat> me. So Vegas looks at it and says, look, they're only just, what, two games over 500. We're at 500. You know, and we said it earlier, just to be Weisenheimers, both players, you could argue, have contributed to general managers getting got and head coaches getting got at one time or another. And Luca carries a lot of weight with that organization, so much so that the rumors are really heating up that he and the organization feel Cam Reddish would be an interesting piece, which gets us back to how we started this conversation. How can you say we won the trade if one of the guys we got in the trade, Cam Reddish, winds up with Luca? Yeah, when I saw that this afternoon, and we talked about it earlier in the show, I, I, my whole thing was... <laughs> Did we pick the wrong guy? I don't know. Mm. By Cam not working out in New York, right? You can't, again, base this solely on, well, he's done nothing in New York. I think there's a lot going on there. He, he can't, you know, fit in the lineup. The Mavs see him as a guy the same way we did. He can defend the perimeter, Mike. Mm-hmm. You get him in the playoffs. You get some, some time under his belt here before now in the playoffs. He's a guy that can score from the perimeter. And you guys saw this. For the limited time we saw Cam, a lot of Hawks fans were like, he's a dog. If he gets going and he's a guy that can play aggressive, so I think they see that and that gives them a little bit more help on the perimeter. But I, I just asked the question. Only time's going to tell. We may not know for another two years or so, but did we pick the right guy? We ultimately picked DeAndre Hunter because Herter's not here right. and Cam's not here. And those were two guys that we thought may be here and they're not. And it was a top-heavy draft like most NBA drafts. That was Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's been very inconsistent. And I just read the article from our sister station, WFAN in New York, and they're saying the knock on him in Thibodeau's system is he's inconsistent. And we we didn't see enough of Reddish because he wasn't healthy enough, and then he was a little inconsistent. Playing at a slow pace. (laughs) (laughs) And in case you're wondering, who should we have gone after? 
The only guy, if you want to really argue, is having an impact, Tyler Hero with the uh, Heat. He, I need a hero. He came four spots. All right, after him, it was Cameron Johnson, P.J. Washington, mm. and then Tyler Hero went 13. Yeah. So that's, if you're saying that's a dude that maybe you'd be interested in. Yeah. Chris was saying Cam Johnson's played well for the Suns, and so has Tyler Hero. Hero has been a, right. a pleasant surprise. The thing, though, guys. But it's not like it was a slam dunk no, one way or the other. No, no, no. I, I don't think coming right. out. In but that now draft. Reddish is a nothing in the NBA, technically. No, Mike, he's not panned out. To be what was a top 10 pick, right. he was not, he's not right panned out. So this is where we find ourselves. But tonight should be interesting. Again, coverage starts at 7. Uh, as far as the contracts, and this is the other part, both are now, you know, max guys, right? Super max, however you want to mm. describe it. And they're both under contract with their respective teams. Trey has an early opt out. Uh, Luca could be a free agent as early as 2026. I think the, the, the onus is on build me a championship team. Both of these guys mm-hmm. said, I love where I'm at. We're going to sign a long-term deal, but I need to see what the organization's going to do. And that's why they have these clauses in there. It, it, guys, in mm-hmm. 2026, if the Mavs are still, you know, not, not reaching the NBA finals and the team is kind of, well, we're making moves, but not big moves. You think Luke is going to stay there? I mean, we heard the interview He's today. Not. No, and you heard the interview with our, our general manager with the morning show. And if you didn't hear Landry Fields, he was talking about, you know, I'm kind of liking some of the attribute, I guess, the sources where they got the information about, you know, Trey and what he pulled, taking his own flight home after game two against the Heat. But as we said earlier, you could really argue, Carl, as far as off the floor, both, you know, Luca and Trey have had their kind of like superstar moments where right. they're dictating some of the things that happen. For better, for worse, on the organization. But that's I think that's the NBA as a whole. Let's be honest. Coaches get fired. The stars are going to stay. The interesting part for us is, what if DeJounte Murray bolts and then you've lost all those draft picks? That's a problem. That's the issue. I don't think Trey – now, I don't know, man. Is Trey that miserable here? Uh, d- does Trey – I mean, who knows? I mean – Well, Mike, there is a scenario, and again, you're going to say you're crazy, where this dysfunction behind the scenes doesn't necessarily get fixed. And then DeJounte's like, well, this is not where I want to be. And Trey goes, well, I'm going to opt out early. I know it's a that's a harsh reality because then you are really starting. Over. Right. But who's to say that that might not be, be the situation? It's very plausible that that could happen. Here's what uh, Landry Fields, the general manager of our Hawks, had to say about Trey and Luca. Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, I think if you can – you know, whether you're talking to Trey or you're talking to Luca, you know, it's really about, hey, this is definitely a matchup. This is your matchup. But at the end of the day, it's not just about you. It's about your teammates as well. So fight off any of those temptations or, or the noise or the voices of I need to go at this guy and prove my worthiness. And the truth is, is you both are great players. I mean, like, to get caught up in, in, the, in the grand narrative, it's fun. It's entertaining. Absolutely. And maybe here and there during the game, there's some moments that it kind of looks like that. And I, I, <laughs> I don't want to dishonor that at all. I think that's fun and it's part of the game. But ultimately, who's going to be the one that involves their teammates the most, that makes sure that is making sure that the teammates are in rhythm? Because when it gets into that fourth quarter, you're going to need everyone involved to try to get the game um, uh, and take it home with you. So uh, it's a fun thing. It's always interesting whenever it comes up i see those guys as two great players in and of themselves i know they're paired just based off the history and the story that surrounds the draft and everything since then but you know they're individuals and uh they have similar similar skill sets but they also have different skill sets so it's just fun to watch both we'll see what happens tonight uh when the game gets down to crunch time you have two closers luca can close a game 
Trey can close a game. I don't know if either one of those weak guys that'll take the last shot, but my guess is, Mike, if it came down to that tonight, right. it's going to be one of those two guys taking the <laughs> last shot. And, and we said it earlier. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... All right, man, as we say, via condios to Joseph Martinez. Perhaps you see him in town uh, before he makes his way down to Miami. I'd buy him a drink. Heck, I'd buy him his dinner. Got us a championship. Won an MVP. You know, like great memories from those first three, four years of uh, Atlanta United. Amazing. Um, He was must-see, right? You just felt like there was going to be potentially two or three goals scored by Joseph. And then the year he led the league in scoring, that's what you got pretty much. So it's a dude that maybe accomplished something for your team. I think anybody you've, if you ever ran into, you're at the airport, and there's Solaire. Hey, let me buy you buy a you t- That's right. That's right. All right? So there you go. I've kind of laid it down for you. 404-741-0929. By the way, speaking of a round, brought to you by Dukes and Bell Hey Man Ale. We forgot to mention, we got our own beer for our new listeners. You can find it at Publix, Package Stores, two different flavors, the original and the watermelon lime, which takes a little bite out of the hop. So enjoy. Who's up first? Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up, brother? So, I was going to go with Solaire, but uh, how about Eddie Rosario? Yeah, there you go. Sorry, yeah. I mean to steal your thunder. Yeah. Anybody Yeah, anybody that did anything in these playoffs, man, right. that helped us win, like that is such a unique year, the year we win it, because you had so many contributors, Mike. Right. Like there may be – you said Duvall. He's now with the Red Sox. There's so many guys. I don't, think about the bullpen, right? right. I mean – if you saw one of those guys from the night shift, would you not buy them dinner? Right. Come on. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, when you look at Luke Jackson's numbers, you know, and I know it used to drive us crazy, but in the setup role, once he was clearly defined in the setup role, he was one of the best, I mean, by any metric, relief pitcher you had out there. That's the thing. And Luke he's, Jackson is in lead closer. Well, no, not anymore. <laughs> he's never in lead closer. That's what he sent me. He sent <laughs> me a shirt. Elite setup, man. He sent me the shirt. <laughs> yes, Luke Jackson is an elite closer. Yeah, hey, we, Mike, where's your Ozuna jersey, by the way? It is in the closet. It is in the – it's not coming out of the closet. Wow, um, he's been in Zonor, right? He put that thing on the wall. Hey, it's yeah. true, Bo. He yeah. has. And yeah. he's got to help us this year. Yeah. And again, if he can – you know, he was hitting well before, you know, we got to the postseason. He actually had a decent September. Yeah. He's, it's personalized to me. You know, I know, it's kind of a mixed message you wear that thing. You get some dirty looks from some people. Just put it on your wall. <laughs> World Series champion. He is. Yeah. Hey, man, who's up next, Chris? Connor. Ozuna from the Braves. <laughs> I'm here for the party. I lobbied for that guy. And then, That's the best audio. <laughs> I'm Ozuna from the Braves. <laughs> Can I have your license registration? I'm Ozuna. Oh, man. Connor's up next. Hey, man, what you got? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. They're going to have to go with John Smoltz, man. Watch them as a kid. Mm. That dude was just fantastic. Right on. Smoltzy, man. I think yeah. you know, the connection with baseball for sure. I mean, in the old days, Carl, I mean, I'd run it. We used to see the thrash. Remember Squid? We see the thrashers all over the place. See Ray Ferraro and those guys back in there. And they will let you buy him a beer. Who's up next, Chris? Well, hockey players are different. Oh, heck yeah. Hockey players are down to earth, man. They're, diff- they're different dudes. Uh, what about uh, what, what about uh, Julio? If Julio, you saw him at the airport, yeah. I'm asking. Would you, would you buy him? A- you know what he'd say? Good uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He'd say, I'm out of there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out of there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, am I walking up to Julio and identifying myself? I'm going, Julio, huge Falcon fan. Let me buy you a drink. <laughs> 
Julio's actually very nice. I, I've had people yes. send me pictures yes. and said, I've run into Julio, and I want to show you Dukes. He's a super nice guy. We give him a hard time because right. it's what we do, and we wanted more, and, he, and we thought that he got a little selfish at the end. But at the end of the day, right. really nice guy. One man. of the funniest things that we ever did, and it made us laugh to this day, you and me interviewing Julio at Falcons headquarters, and I go, uh, Muhammad Sanu says both of you guys can be 1,000-yard receivers. That's his opinion. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was joking, but he kind of snapped. All right, up next, who is it? John, I'll do the diehard. John boy. Hey, man, you're in the game. What do you got? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, my guy would be Sid Green. I'll never forget that slide. Hey, good pull. That is. Nice. That is. Sid Bream, they used to have the, uh, when Sid slid, they had a bottle opener with the Braves logo. When you open the beer, you get the, you get the call from Skip Carey. That's a cool idea. And I talked to Skip once, and I go, you make any money off that? Not one dime. Oh, I know. <laughs> no. Intellectual properties. If you ever get Dave O'Brien's voicemail, which yeah. clearly I've gotten multiple times, he has the call on his voicemail. Oh, oh that's nice. That's, what his that's a nice touch. Is. That is. Hey, we're talking about putting that out there, but. athletes. You'd buy him in this town a beer if you saw him, or maybe more, maybe dinner. Chris, who's got the final word? Swede. Hey, Swede, you're in the game, bro. What you got? Hey, man, it's got to be Kirby Smart. Nice. Love your show. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, guys. There you go. I thought he was going to say Norm Van Brocklin. <laughs> that's be not, not, hey, be nice to Swede, all right? That's just not right. He enjoys these references, I think. Uh, who wouldn't buy Kirby dinner right now? Right. Seriously. I mean, come on. Hey, Kirby should be paying for anything. Hey, speaking of dinner, pretty and funny. And he probably isn't. Pretty funny video the Hawks have at the Hawks uh, Twitter page. You've got... Uh, <laughs> Dante Murray saying, yeah, Rook, don't forget the sauce, as A.J. Griffin is carrying the bags of Chick-fil-A out of the plane for their flight down to Dallas earlier. All right, guys, coming up, Hawks, Mavericks. But we're coming back. We'll clear our throat. We'll tell you what's coming up on the show tomorrow. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.